three, two, one. What is occurring? Uh, it is th- the 2nd of August, 2018, Thursday night at 6.50 p.m. Coming in uh, with another podcast. Had a interesting couple of days, if I'm honest with you. I was completely out of, pretty out of it yesterday and the day before because I had, basically, we've worked out, I had an exertion migraine. Um, so basically what, the only way I can describe this is I destroyed myself at the gym. Um, I use breathing technique called the Valsalva maneuver. When I breathe for squats, I had a five by five on squats. And basically what I did was it raised the breathing technique raises your blood pressure quite high. So what I did was I raised my blood pressure. I overexerted myself and I got a crazy migraine. Now, I've never actually had a migraine before. Like I've never had a headache that lasted a whole day and then last, and then the symptoms were still there the next day. And the only thing I could ever, I guess, um, compare it to would be a concussion, you know, where you've still got symptoms after it happens. Because pretty much with every headache I've ever had, I just take, you know, two ibuprofen, two um, paracetamol, and it goes away. This, on the other hand, I took three of each. Didn't do shit, to be honest with you. Like, because I think I think you're meant to take maybe two of each if you're a regular sized person. But with all due respect, I'm not a regular sized person. I'm like pretty big dude, so I'm gonna need like elephant tranquilizers to put me out and to actually do anything. And it was just um. Fuck, it's just been a rough couple of days, but I felt really good today. I went, I had to go light on the weights. Um, I'm going to hit uh, lower body tomorrow, uh, but it's going to be more of a speed day. So more, some more jumping, some maybe some speed squats. Uh, just keep it, keep it flowy, keep it dynamic. Um, you know, I was thinking about it, you know, I don't know. Someone's going to have to get back to me on this, but what are your thoughts on men wearing compression pants like long ones they're not the short ones but what are your thoughts on men wearing compression pants by themselves so women wear like tights to the gym and they just wear tights as is they don't wear shorts over the top what are your thoughts when men do it because i am not i still feel like if i do it i'm gonna get some weird looks um but i feel like when i walk around in the around the house like my long compression ones i've got nike ones nike dry fit ones which to be honest, I only got because they were cheap as shit. Like they were like, I think it was like, they were like 40 bucks for long compression pants for your legs, which are, is a really good deal. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Is that socially acceptable? Is it not? Am I going to, you know, end up on a sex offenders list for looking weird like that? Uh, because, you know, that that's the way the world is now. Like you can't really do much as a man anymore uh, without someone thinking you're a creep or um, you're a bad person. But, you know, I'm just out here wearing my long, long skins. But either way, that doesn't matter. Uh, what I wanted to mainly talk about today was, um, is sort of an idea I got from Dominic Cruz uh, when he was on the Joe Rogan experience. Basically, it's the concept of like completely quitting and letting go of something and then taking it back up again, but with a different perspective. Uh, and it, I could really, really relate to this because this is effectively what I've done with rugby this year. I've had a year out of rugby. 
Um, basically, if you don't know my rugby history, uh, but I, I assume most of you do, pretty much I've played every single year since I was four years old. It's all I've ever known. It's all, it's the like my major sport I've ever played. It's probably the sport I'm best, well, it is the sport I'm best at. Um, it's the sport I'm most passionate about. Basically, my whole life has been geared, my whole athletic career has been geared around me as a rugby player. Now, over time, that's manifested itself as me believing that I'm a rugby player. Now, while I am a rugby player, it sort of changed into I am just a rugby player rather than just I am someone, I'm a person who plays rugby as well. Now, as I got older, uh, probably, I want to say 16, 17, 18, when you start getting into the higher um, grades and uh, you know, you start playing first 15 rugby and that, you know, it really becomes who you are because there's a big crowd, you know, there's a lot of, I guess, credibility to being a first 15 player and a first 15 captain like I was. Um, and it's it sort of, I don't know, it was sort of like I became really obsessed with it and I don't regret it at all. I don't regret it at all because it allowed me to be good at it. It allowed me to push myself beyond what um, anyone else was doing, to be honest, or anyone else in my team was doing at the time. But what it sort of came into was I obsessed so much about this one thing that I didn't really, like without it, I didn't feel good about myself. I know that sounds weird, but I sort of started identifying as just rugby. Like that's just who I am. I don't know what I'm going to do without it. I don't know uh, how I'm going to be without it. And then... When you feel so much pressure to perform well and be, uh, I guess, be a particular way, you lose enjoyment in whatever you're doing. Uh, and I lost enjoyment in playing rugby. I lost enjoyment in the guys I was playing, this, more so last year. I lost enjoyment. So my first year out of school, I lost enjoyment in the guys I was playing with, you know, the travel especially. Lost enjoyment in the training time, the kind of training we were doing. The level of rugby I was playing, um, you know, I, I'm not especially one to toot my own horn, and I don't want to sound arrogant, but I knew that playing at Colts three, I was certainly capable of playing at a higher level, um, and that that's not really being arrogant, but I, I just you know there was a lot of co coaches every single week were saying, look, you know, we're telling the higher coach, you know, we're telling the ones and twos coaches every single week they were telling me. <laughs> that, you know, I'm not bitter about it at all, but it was just sort of frustrating that I knew I could make a difference and I knew I could make an impact. And I just really wasn't being given that opportunity. Um, and it just leaves you a bit, not so much bitter about it, but um, just a bit disenchanted with it, just knowing that you can't really control it. Uh, and, you know, so back, I guess back to school is all of these things, like every, looking back on it, I didn't think it at the time, but it really, like, honestly, being first 15 captain, it's living the fucking dream. You know, you go to school, you after every single game, everyone's telling you how well you played. You go to school on Monday, people are talking about the game. Um, You know, you're known around the school as the first captain. Like, I had, you know, little kids from other schools that we'd be playing. Like, I could hear them t saying, oh, that's the first captain. Like, And all of that, it's cool and all but it will eventually feed your ego. 
And I've always been very, very good at um, maintaining my ego to a, a reasonably humble or um, I don't know if that's the right word, but a reasonably calculated being as it is. Uh, but obviously, you know, you love the attention. Like who the fuck doesn't? Who doesn't love being spoken about positively by other people? You know, I don't think anyone dislikes that. So, you know, that eventually ended. Uh, and at the end of the day, life moves on. Um, you know, the very next, obviously, I'm people move on past teams. You know, just like I was a captain in 2016, there's going to be a captain every single year. Just like I was player of the year, there's going to be a player of the year every year. You know, that, that kind of stuff. Just like I played ISA, there's going to be ISA players every year. But for me, it was sort of hard because I put so much effort into this um, and I was getting so anxious about it. Like I would, honestly, with my goal, it was mostly goal kicking. Like I don't really get nervous about the other aspects of the game. I know I can handle the contact. I know I can handle the ball handling, hit my line out throws. But with my goal kicking, it was one of those things where, you know, I through my first 15 year, I'd be you know, puking in the game, puking in the sheds beforehand because I was so fucking like just excited. Don't get me wrong, pumped, fucking pumped up. But I'd be nervous and I'd I'd have most likely drunk too much water. So I'd be puking that up, go onto the pitch, got a dry throat, a bit dehydrated um, just because I was nervous, but then got into it and obviously loved it and felt, felt incredible. But um, I just feel like... I spent so much, and it was, I spent so much time believing that it, that people weren't going to like me unless I was playing rugby. Um, and that was sort of challenging towards the end of last year or towards the beginning of this year as well, where I had to make a decision about whether I was going to play or not this year is I was like, ultimately I said, you know, what, what are people going to think of me if I'm not playing? Am I going to be letting people down? And I've always felt that. I always felt that, you know, the worst thing I could do is let people down because I always felt that people would look at me and think, you know, especially from my last year at school because, um, you know, in fairness, like, I think a lot of people, especially the younger guys, I talk, like, they sort of talked to me when I left. Uh, a lot of those guys looked to me and, and sort of said, you know, all right, we, you know, you know, you're sort of, you, you've made it. Do you know what I mean? Like in terms of what you can do at a school rugby level, you know, you made um, a couple of rep teams. You made, you know, you were the captain, highest point scorer, highest try scorer, player of the year, et cetera. Like you sort of nailed off all your goals. Um, what's next? And, you know, that's a, a daunting kind of question because you go from being effectively a shark in a fish tank to being a to being a tadpole in the Pacific Ocean, do you know what I mean? Because realistically, nobody gives a shit about your school achievements after school, uh, and that's like to do with your academic achievements as well. Nobody gives a fuck, uh, and it's a harsh reality, but it's quite a liberating reality as well. So I sort of always thought to myself, like, fuck, what are people going to think of me? Um, you know, am I expected to play? Are they are people going to feel let down or? upset that I'm not playing. And then I realized that when I was taking on all this stress, and realistically, this was stress I was putting on myself. Did people give a fuck? Probably not. Maybe a couple of people cared, but they didn't. certainly didn't care as much as I did. So 
as I was thinking about this, I, you know, my uh, enjoyment for the game went down. You know, I, I started dreading going to training, dreading going to matches. Like I've never in my life dreaded going to matches, but for pretty much all of last year, I dreaded going to games. I dreaded the early wake-ups. I dreaded fucking, like, on, honest to God, I have never in my life struggled so hard to get pumped up before games um, as I did last year. Because, I like, I don't know if a lot of people understand this, but with Colts rugby, if you're one of the first games on playing Colts 3 like I did for a few games, for most games last year, no one's there. Nobody gives a fuck. There's no crowd. There's no parents. There's really nobody there. You, it's like pretty much like a training run. Um, basically, it's just the other team, you know, the other team's bench yelling some abuse at you whenever you line out throwing or kicking. It's not overly enjoyable. Uh, and I, I didn't really feel part of it because obviously I live, I live on the coast. Everyone else lives in Sydney. It was just a bit of a weird dynamic. You know, so when I was when I was coming to my conclusion about whether to play this year, I literally just had to say to myself, you know, I, I need to miss this. Like I need to realize, I, I gave myself an ultimatum. I said, I need to realize if rugby means that much to me, if it gives me that much happiness any anymore, because it always did as a kid, but as an, as an adult, does it still make me happy? Does playing rugby still make me happy? And, you know, you've got to look at it like that because as much as, you know, maybe your parents want you to play or coaches or whatever. If you don't want to fucking do it and it's an optional thing like playing a sport, then you don't have to do it. But I, I looked at it and I was, you know, pretty scared. But I gave, pardon me, I gave myself the ultimatum that, look, I'm going to take the year off. I'm going to keep training. I'm going to stay ready so I don't have to get ready. But if I if I miss it, I'll know that I can go back. I'll know that I can go back and get into it. But if I don't miss it, then, you know, then my life is fine without it and I don't need it anymore. But I think I really, really needed this year to come to the conclusion that I do not need rugby to feel good about myself. I don't need to be a rugby player. I don't need to play to a high level. I don't need to um, be the goal kicker. I don't need to be the captain. I don't need to be fuck all to do with rugby to feel good about who I am as a person. And I think I really needed this year to determine that because up until this year, I've always felt that it was so ingrained in how people saw me um, that you know, I felt the pressure to perform. I felt the pressure to be that persona, if that makes sense, and like be the actual persona of the rugby player and not be just myself, just Fionn. Uh, and it, it's been... Honest to God, one of the fucking best decisions I've ever made in my life because I've had this year to not only realize that, look, I do miss it and I'm really keen to go back because I now see the privilege that it is to play rugby. Like I, the, you know, I miss like, I'll tell you the feeling I, one of the fucking feelings I miss the most is that running through the tunnel onto the pitch and just how it, I can't describe how in the moment you are. You know, everyone says live in the moment. It's hard to. And realistically, rugby is, uh, or playing a sport, you just lose yourself in it and you just get to play it. And I feel like 
I've really, really learned this year that I don't need to feel good. I don't need to play rugby to feel good about myself, but I now realize how much of a privilege it is. So I've got this baseline layer of how, how I feel about myself. So basically, you know, are the things I'm doing making me f- feel good? Um, are they fulfilling? Uh, are they working towards something? And then, you know, am I good to the relationships I have, you know, with my family, my friends, uh, people I meet, et cetera? Am I, good, am I just all around a good person? Then on top of that, if you add me as a rugby player to that, you add this incredible fucking enjoyment I can have from this sport. And I realize that, look, this is such a huge um, privilege and a huge addition to my life that I can make. And I can just, uh, no, there's no pressure anymore. I can just go and fucking enjoy it because I know that my life is fine without it. I don't need it. Uh, And I think that's a really, really important thing I, I noticed. And I just had to let go of it and, you know, it came back to me and I'm fucking pumped. You know, I'm pumped as all hell to get back into rugby. I'm pumped to uh, get around the boys. I'm pumped around. I'm pumped to get back into my skill work and my fitness work and everything contact. But I'm just grateful that I've had this year to make the decision. And uh, I like, I know, I know I'm going to appreciate it more now because obviously if you've done something every single year since you were four years old, it just becomes the norm and you eventually come to the conclusion like that this is just what life is like. Um, but I'm really learning to enjoy it and um, and just live for it, you know. So live for, the, live, live for the life I actually enjoy and do the things I want to do because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about is just doing the shit you want to do. You know, but in all of this, I hope I haven't sounded like some fucking cringe life coach can't like I just (laughs) I I hate all that motivational inspirational quoted bullshit um I'm not trying to be like that and I apologize if I've come off that way at any point um but I just feel like this is something that's worked for me and maybe um there's other people who feel this way as well because like shit I'll be honest I fucking have never talked to anyone about this uh except for mum but um, so maybe there's other people who feel like this because I know it's not something normal to talk about, uh, but I hope, hope it's resonated a bit. I guess that's, you know, there's not too much to say about it all. Um, but I really, um, just grateful for where I'm at and the decisions I've made are really, really fucking have come off and they've paid off well. So I've got a, a quote by Joe Rogan to end the podcast. Um, and I'll end it there. Uh, after that, I will call it a day. Basically, it's Tuesday, sorry, it's Thursday right now, Thursday night right now. You'll hear it on Friday. I hope you have a great Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Have an awesome weekend. Uh, And then I'll get back to it on Tuesday. Or sorry, I'll get back to it on Monday, but you'll hear it on Tuesday. Uh, But here's the quote, and it is, We define ourselves far too often by by our past failures. That's not you. You are this person right now. You're the person who has learned from those failures. Build confidence and momentum with each good decision you make from here on out and choose to be inspired. I'll catch you later.